Welcome to InTheBible.com, where we tell everybody the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor individuals one-on-one -on -one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned with your host, Andrea, on a special segment of InTheBible.com. Well, 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 today we're going to take the opportunity to talk about self-centeredness. Are you a self-centered person? Take a moment, reflect, think about it. Do you know what self-centeredness truly is? Can you identify within yourself or how the devil has disguised it as something that it's okay for you to do? Do you act this way in public, but you do not do that in private? Or maybe it's vice versa. You can be self-centered with the ones you love, but then you're so given to all those around you. Take a moment. Take it in. We're going for a real good bumpy ride. Self-centeredness is something that we can look at and say, mm, that's not me. Self-centeredness is a single-minded focus on oneself, one's own needs. Do you have the tendency that you think about you and you only? Do you think about your own needs, your own desires, the things that would make you happy, fulfilled? Your preferences and your problems only. When somebody comes and say, I need a little bit of help, you thinking about, I don't really want to help them because this going to affect me this way and this way. Hmm. Is that you? Are you a self-centered individual? I really hope you heard our vitamin of the week for this self-centeredness. If you didn't, please make sure you go and you study that scripture really well so that you really know what it means to be self-centered. Or not so much what it means, but what scripture can help you not be that way. Self-centered is someone who is self-centered and may be preoccupied with their own thoughts and feelings and may not be very attentive to the needs and perspective of others. It's being around folks in a room and they talking about going out to eat and there's one person in the crowd that they just worried about what they want. Not what you want. Not what, what would help you. No, just what would help them. That's all. Is that you? Do you like to dominate conversations? You not give the other person an opportunity to speak? And it's only focused on your life, your accomplishment, your problems? We've met people like that. That they just talk about themselves and, and all their dreams and goals that they have done in life. Everybody's met somebody like that. I'm quite sure we have. 
Or what about that person that they don't show any, any type of empathy when you're talking to them? They will say, this is just how I am. They're not empathetic toward what requires one to put themselves in another person's shoes. They just think about themselves. They don't understand nobody else's feeling. They don't know how that could have hurt anybody else. Self-centeredness is not a good thing. Most of the time, self-centered people may not be able to see things from another person's perspective. They really just think this is normal. This is how it's supposed to be. And folks are saying, mm, no, that's really not how you're supposed to be. But in their mind, this is the only way. Most of us get that confused with being selfish, but that's not it. Like, they really don't know how to think about somebody else. Self-centered people are the folks that you invite, and everybody has to bring a dish. And you didn't invite them to take more home, but yet they may have bought just enough for two when there's 20 people. But when they went home, they decided they were going to take enough for 10 folks when they went back. They tend to take more than they actually give out. Self-centered people often take more and more from you. You will see it in relationships all the time. It's so one-sided. The person is... Do this and this and this and this and this for me and me and me only. Without giving nothing else in return to the other person. They always want things done their way. This is the way to identify who you are. Self-centered people want things done their way. Look, we only can fold the laundry like this. We only can go to this movie theater we only can drive this way we only can go into this business deal we only can live in this kind of house they want things done the way they want them done they do not like to compromise in any way shape or form they are also people who are quick to blame others and they will avoid at all costs any type of responsibility that they are supposed to be doing. Does any of these sound like anybody you know? Don't look at them. Don't frown at them. Don't pray for them. Now these people, they don't recognize they've done anything wrong. They will say all day it was the other person. I never did anything. They won't admit what they've done when you're self-centered. You will they don't take responsibility for the things they've caused. This person is somebody that I want to be in the spotlight. It's all about me. Me, 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 me. If you can see me then it'll be okay. I'm the most important person. I am. You could be in a dance group and you are standing in front of the other person. And you know you're supposed to, you're supposed to move over a little bit. But you're not choosing to. Or you want to dominate the conversation inside a classroom. You just want to be 
the center of attention. You want everybody to see you. Now look, there is hope for these people. You just have to pray for them and understand that one of the reasons that they do it, it could be based on their upbringing. They were raised that way. They were raised that way. They were told that they didn't have to consider anybody else. You know, they just, it, you are number one, baby. And you are the one and you is the best. And, and this is how you were praised that way. Somebody praised you into, you are the best of the best. And you don't never got to think about nobody else. That's self-centeredness. Self-centeredness also can come in the form of somebody who people didn't notice them. And rejection became their issue and their problem. People didn't accept them when they were young. So they tend to become very, very self-centered and think about themselves. They could have had some type of childhood trauma, adult trauma, something that happened in a relationship with trauma that caused them to think, hey, you know what? I got to be about me and me only. That's their coping mechanism. We also have societal factors that will teach us how to be self-centered. And, and you'll see that in income situations where people that have a lot of money will say, I earned this. And you know, anybody who don't have it, you know what, they deserve to be there. That's their issue. They have a great sense of entitlement, of reward. Of doing the job right. That is being totally self-centered. Then some of us just plainly have some mental health problems that's going on. And that's why we behave the way that we do. You also have people that are sociopaths. They are anti-social personalities orders. They, they are known as a, a sociopath. They may... Always disagree very violently with people. They might not be aware of it, but they may not care even if they are aware of it. And that is big. Now, what does the Bible say to you about these tendencies and, and how you can be a little different? It, it tends to come out in a way where their love is... Just very self-seeking. It's the other way that you'll see it. And in the Bible, what it'll say in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 5, love does not dishonor others. And so when you see people starting to dishonor others, that is where it's an issue. It's self it's self-seeking. It is easily anger. It will keep record of everything you've ever done wrong. And the way to cure that is start walking in. Complete, holy love to the other person, the other situation. It's what you want to do. You want to forgive very quickly about whatever is going on that caused you to have this self-centeredness in your life. You have very selfish ambitions. And it brings in a bitter fruit. And you will see that if we look at James chapter 3 verse 14 and 16. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is a selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting or lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. 
Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and they're demonic. For wherever there is a jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So when somebody is really upset and jealous about something, all types of evilness. And when they say that the thing will be either earthly, that's either about the environment made it that way, your flesh, you made it that way, or it was unspiritual. It was demonic, meaning there are different types of spirits that are coming after you that are highly evil that want to attack you. And selfish ambition will, will pull up something bitter with inside of you. And so we need to be very careful that we're not looking and allowing ourselves to be very, very jealous of anyone, bitter of anyone, self-seeking with anyone. Those traits are not good. Self-centeredness, self-centeredness, self-centeredness. It just, it's a never-ending story. It just, it really is not good. It brings about some really bad things in our life. If we choose to be self-centered. We need to look and see that Jesus condemned James and John for their self-seeking attitude. And he calls us all to be humble. He doesn't want us walking around here thinking it's all about us. So in Matthew 20 and verse 26 to 28, but you can go further up and read Matthew 20 verses 20 through 28. But I, for the sake of this, I'm going to emphasize Matthew 20 through 26. It says, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now they were arguing over who was the best, who was this and that. And Jesus was like, look, you got to be the lowest of the lowest in the crowd. You can't go sit way up to the front and think that you're the best of the best. We've been told that it's all about us and we should be at the spotlight. Guess what? It's not the best place to be. It can cause a lot of serious problems. If Jesus was able to condemn his own disciples from having that self-seeking attitude... How much more should we not have that self-seeking attitude? We should be to the point that we want to deny ourselves. Not just have our own self, selfish desires and dreams and aspirations. I'm not saying you're not supposed to have dreams. Because I'm not telling you that. You can't get to the point it's just about you. And at all costs, you don't care who you take out. You got to learn to be able to deny oneself, one's flesh, from the evilness and the desires that may take someone else down. We are taking each other out like it is no problem 
with our own selfish thoughts. Jesus told us to have self-denial and he tells us that in Luke chapter 9 verses 23 through 25 and it reads and he said to all if anyone will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily I'm gonna stop right there he says daily he didn't say once a week he didn't say next month he didn't say two days from now he said every single day that the good Lord has blessed you the opportunity to open your eyes Take up your cross every day and follow him. That's what he wants us to do. Take up your cross. Whatever it is you got to bear, you bear it and you do it every day. And you follow right after him. For whoever will save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, remember you're losing it for God's sake, will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose or forfeit himself. What's it going to do you? If you get all of this, all that you ever wanted in your life. Everything. And it takes out everybody around you. What does it profit you? What does it do? Hmm. That's the real question. We need to follow Jesus' example by thinking of how to please others. That's what's really going to do the trick. We have to look at Jesus and say, how did Jesus do this? And once again, like I said, taking up your cross every day is one, one way you need to really do it. But let's look at Romans chapter 15, verses 2 and 3. Let each of us Please his neighbor for his, his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself. Your neighbor is everybody you can come in contact with. Build that person up. Do all that you need to do to ensure that you are doing right by everybody. Some of us got toxic family members that they aim to just do things wrong to the other person. They just getting into the situations with the person and see what they can get out of the situation. They're just thinking about self and don't think about nobody else. Christ said don't do that. Your job is to come and make me better than what I was. My job is to come and make you better than what you are. We're to build each other up. If I'm, I'm down, you're supposed to pull me back up. If I'm going through, you're supposed to help me walk through it. That is how we help one another get through those tough times. We need to be able to look at that. We can't just think of ourselves. That doesn't help us. We got to be just like Jesus. Think also of others. We got to be so much as an imitator of Christ that we have to be self-giving. Give. Give more of yourself. If it makes you uncomfortable, that's probably what you're supposed to be doing. 
In Philippians, if we really want to look at chapter 2 and, and start from chapter, I'm sorry, verse 3 and all the way to 8, but we're going to focus on 5, 3 to 5. But for the sake of this, make sure you read chapter 2, verse 3 through 8. But I'm going to read starting at chapter, verse 3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. How many of us are people pleasers? And we want to please everybody around us. We want to make sure everybody happy. Okay. He said, don't do that. But he did turn around and say, be humble. So that means the things that you get, don't be like, oh, it's old to you. Because it's not. Nothing is old. Do you think of somebody else? Because he says, think of others as better than yourself. So when people are like, oh, you think you're better than me. No, 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 no. I think you pretty brave for who you are and for what you've gone through. That's how we're supposed to come off to someone else. Don't look out only for your own interests. Some people come and say, I want to do this because I need to do this and I need to do it just for me. Just for me. And, and you didn't think about the other person. Anything about how it would affect them. How it disrupted their lives. Oh, I just need me a place to live. Oh, I just need $10. I just need you to be calling me. Okay. But what does it do to me? Or to the person that you're talking to? Hmm. Don't look out only for your own interests. But taking interest in others too. Some of us have the tendency that when it comes to doing stuff, we don't want to do what nobody else does. If you don't like it, you're not interested in it, you're not going to do it. If it ain't what you suggested, you're just not going to do it. Some of us got kids and kids want to play with us and do certain activities. But you know, you're not interested anymore. Or you even got a spouse that the spouse like to do something, but then you don't like doing it. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. You're being self-centered. You're being very self-centered at that point. Oh, I can only serve in the church this particular way. I can't do nothing else. I understand those who have busy schedules. And you have to be very mindful that you're not putting yourself in situations where you cannot honor the commitment that you put in front of you. I understand that. But if it's just, oh, you know, I just don't want to do it because I don't want to. I just don't feel like it. There's nothing that stops you. That's being self-centered. We got to get the attitude that Jesus had. Jesus was so giving, so sacrificial, that he gave his own life. How many of us going to do that for somebody else? How many of us going to think about somebody else? How many of us going to rewatch a movie that we know we already don't watch because somebody else really wants to watch it? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Think about it. Being self-centered is just not it. And I know that made some of y'all mad, and that's good. That's for you to realize that. Please change the behavior because it's not helping. It may be affecting your marriage. It may be affecting the situation with your kids. It may be affecting your co-workers. It may be affecting your friends. Your self-centeredness and thinking about yourself is a problem. So I pray that this podcast on self-centeredness really does bless you. And that you got something out of it. And that you've come to an understanding that this is not... How you want to see yourself. And that you would like to do different. I would strongly suggest studying the scriptures. 
Because that's what's going to help you not be such an individual who's so self-centered. And this applies to me as well as it does to everyone else. Don't be so self-centered. And I will tell you now, I'm the first to, at this point, I want to repent to my entire family and my friends and anybody I've ever come in contact with and let them know, if I ever just thought about me and didn't think about you, I am so sorry. I genuinely repent for my behavior. And I will do all within my power and God's power to be able to make it right. And I pray that anybody else who knows you're able to identify that you have some self-centered ways, I would strongly suggest that you go apologize to, sincerely, to your family members. And that is what all I have today for in the Bible.com podcast. Thank you for joining us on in the Bible.com. Until next time, study to show yourself approved, a workmanship that need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Until next time. And thank you for joining us on in the Bible.com. And don't forget to leave your prayer request on www.com. I-N hyphen T-H-E hyphen B-I-B-L-E dot com.